beautiful souls. You are listening to Discovering Amazing Possibilities, part of the Amplify Her Media Network. I'm Carmen Shields. We are all unique human beings living this human experience we call life. We are all works in progress. What if we took that a step further, pausing for a moment? A moment to ask ourselves, what else is possible? Bringing the question into the forefront of our consciousness without seeking out any answer. What if you were to just be with the question so that you can then choose something different for your life? So this podcast is an invitation to you to ask yourself the question, what else is possible? And to see what amazing possibilities show up. So do the thing. Create the masterpiece. Do whatever your heart desires. Give yourself permission to do it messy and do it anyway. Keep discovering something new about yourself each and every day. Get curious about you. What amazing possibilities have you not considered in your life today? Hello, everyone. I have a special guest with me today, Stephanie Powers. Stephanie is the creator of Lightworkers Lounge, a community where people share tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. A three-time entrepreneur, Stephanie teaches that a close connection to your spirituality is the key to success in anything in life. She's an astrologer, author, and pug mom who currently resides in the San Juan Mountains of Colorado. Welcome, Stephanie. Hey, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me on your show. When you said special guest, I literally felt a hug. I don't know why. I just felt such a hug around my body. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We have some really cool things we're going to talk about. Yes. But first of all, who is Stephanie Powers and what is your greatest passion? Oh my gosh. Who is Stephanie Powers? She's fearless. She's resilient. She is someone who never takes no for an answer. She's someone who dreams it and then creates it. She's someone with her feet on the ground and her head in the stars because she knows there should be a balance of both. So that's Stephanie Powers. That's the soul that resides in this body for me in this lifetime. (laughs) And what was your second question? What is your greatest passion? My greatest passion? Gosh, just life and all the little things that come with it. There's passion to be found in everything in this conversation and my snoring pug at my feet. But if I had to pick one, it would just be a microphone, whether it's music, recording, speaking, connecting through art. Ooh, I love that. So you yourself also have a podcast called Lightworkers Lounge. And I love the title, by the way. Thank you. Who is this podcast for? And what sort of motivated you to start the podcast? Oh, my gosh. You know, before Lightworkers Lounge, I had a blog called free spirit fun. And I had that for about four to five years before the podcast. And I loved it. I would take pictures of all of my adventures as a fellow Sagittarius. I'm like, I got to share the stories of all my travels so people can learn. And that was my blog. But then over the years, it didn't really grow too big, but I still had a nice core audience of like 20, 25 people. And I was like, I want to connect with these 20 people on a more intimate level, like through my voice. It's one thing to read my words, but to hear my tone, see my hands, it's a different way of connecting with people. And so I started the podcast and when I was getting ready to launch it, I still didn't have a name. 
I had the microphone, I had the recordings, but I was like, oh shoot, I guess I should, <laughs> should come up with a name for this. And I was stumped, Carmen. I had no idea. I was like, wow, I didn't think coming up with a name for a show would be so difficult. I mean, I was running in circles for three days. Like, what do I call this? It's got to be good. So I asked my spear cut, just a simple in my head, like, can you help me? Can you help me come up with a name? That night at three o'clock in the morning, I jolted out of bed as if someone like pressed a button and they jack in the box out of my blankets. And I heard it clear as day, Lightworkers Lounge. And I was like, what the heck? I looked over at Jeffrey like, nope, he didn't hear that. Okay. Lightworkers Lounge. And then I saw the logo, like as if someone like Harry Potter wrote it in the air with a wand, L, L in cursive. Ooh, I love that so much. It's a great story. So what sort of topics do you talk about? on the podcast well our slogan our tagline is tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world and what this means is exactly what i said put your feet on the ground but have your head in the stars we talk about all the coincidences you know how if you're hanging out with family or friends around a fire and you start saying does anybody have a ghost story no matter your religion gender ethnicity age everybody has a oh this one time story and that collective energy of, wow, we're all talking about things that have never been proven real, but we've been greatly experiencing or affected by is Lightworkers Lounge. Like, hey, we're all going through this human experience and we go through trials and tribulations and joy and miracles. And there's always those stories of, yeah, when my grandmother died, a red cardinal came to me all the time. Or yeah, when I was going through a divorce, I saw a 222 or 1111 on the clock every day. We all have those stories, yet we're human. So that is Lightworkers Lounge. And we just share stories like that. Awesome. You also wrote a book, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. called It's Just a Phase Journaling with the Moon. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that book. How did people use the book? And um, sort of what was your inspiration by writing yeah. it? You know, that's my second book. Oh, your second but my first but my first one is not really spoken about because that was kind of me in a previous world, quote unquote. My first book is called Thyroid First Aid Kit. And I wrote that when I was a holistic health coach in my corporate job before Lightworkers Lounge became a thing. So that book is just telling you how to reverse thyroid autoimmunity. But yes, my latest baby that I released in May is called It's Just a Phase Journaling with the Moon. And it is based on astrology. So everybody knows we have a sun sign. You and I are Sagittarians. We're going to talk, talk, talk. But we also have a moon sign and this is our inner world, our emotions, our soul sign. And in my personal and professional opinion, I think it is the most important sign in our entire birth chart. And the moon in the sky changes signs every two days. And so a lot of empaths, intuitive, sensitive people, they feel this without knowing it. And then they question, why do I go from feeling depressed for two days? And then like, I can tackle the world the next. It's just a phase helps readers understand the moon's phases and then journal on their own how each phase feels so they can predict and prevent difficulties coming up and then enjoy and really relish in beautiful transits for them. I love that. I journaled with the moon myself. So I really love yeah. that. I learned a lot about the moon. I mean, we talk about you are an astrologer, so we're going to dive into that here in a bit. But for those listening who don't really know much about astrology, we talk about the sun sign 
and then you hear the moon sign and the rising sign, but we don't realize that there's more to it. So So can you explain to a beginner who doesn't really know much about astrology, what it is and sort of what those are, the sun, moon, and rising? My favorite. Those are called your big three, but Hey, by the way, which phases of the moon did you like and which ones did you struggle with? I'm so curious. I think Virgo and Leo and there are some others, but, and, and Sagittarius too, which is interesting. You struggled with, or it was good. I struggled with. Yeah. Interesting. And see, you would apply that to your own birth chart and see Virgo moons. A lot of people tend to struggle with because Virgo rules the mind and thinking overthinking. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes on those days, if people are predisposed to anxiety or panic, it can really rev it up. Right. So let's, let's break down the big three, your sun sign, moon sign, and your rising sign. I love this analogy from my astrology teacher. If I'm walking down the road and I see Carmen on the other side, I'm like, hey, she looks cool. She's walking a dog. I'm going to go say hi to her. What I see from a distance is your rising sign, how you dress, how you walk, how you present yourself to the world. I see you rising. If I walk up to you, introduce myself and shake your hand, I see your sun sign. Your personality really comes out in the way you shake my hand. Do you look in my eye? Are you smiling big or are you more timid? Your sun sign comes out. And then if you're like, hey, you're new astrology, me too. Do you want to come over and talk about it? As soon as I walk into your home, I see your moon sign, the intimate inner part of you, right? I see that Reiki or the chakras tapestry behind you. I'm like, oh, there's my person. I see her moon sign coming out. Spiritual, sensitive, emotional. So your sun sign is your personality. Your moon sign is your inner world, your heart and emotions. And your rising sign is your soul's promise to this world and how you present yourself. Yeah, that's really good explanation about the big three, as they say. So astrology is a really cool tool to use in in our world and explore and get curious about. How can it be used as a tool to sort of better understand ourselves and our relationships and the world around us? Oh my gosh, Carmen, it's the best psychological tool that you can use. I was just reading up on the history of astrology and I read that, I think it was in the 1800s, physicians and doctors used to use birth charts. As soon as they had a patient come in, they immediately pulled up their chart and looked at transits to their chart and immediately knew, is it a good time for surgery? What are they predisposed to? Like it was just basic ABCs, one, two, threes of health. Somewhere along the line, they thought it was woo-woo, probably during the Salem witch trials, because witches used to use astrology for their benefit. And people thought, oh, that's black magic. That's demonic devil. And even today, I still see that some clients that I give readings to have to hide in their car during a reading. Or some of them, if someone walks in the room, will shut the laptop. And I'm like, wow. And they say, yeah, sorry, my husband or my family are super religious and do not, would not want me to do this. But astrology, if you can have an open mind towards it, can really help you with self-discovery. When we're kids, we all know who we are, what we want to be. It is in us, in our soul. But over time, through family conditioning, social conditioning, we kind of lose sight of that. Astrology helps you come home to that. It helps you see the empowered side of your psychological upbringing. It helps you see the disempowered side. And it ultimately just helps you feel validated in you. 
which gives you more confidence to pursue the soul's calling, more confidence to achieve balance and harmony in relationships. It's a wonderful tool. Yeah, it's a great explanation. Thank you. You talked about birth charts a little bit. What are birth charts? And I know you give birth chart readings. So what is that? How does it work when they come, when someone comes to you and say, Hey, I want a book birth chart reading with you. Yeah. A birth chart is the blueprint of your soul. So it looks like a wheel, the Zodiac wheel. And this is just a screenshot of where all the stars and the planets were at the time you took your first breath. And so we use that to explain your personality. Venus sign will tell me, how does this person love and how do they expect to be loved back? Mars will tell me, how does this person chase after their goals? Are they ambitious or do they need a little bit more of a push? Saturn sign tells me, all right, what is the karmic lesson this person signed up for? And Saturn is the most important in my opinion, again, because if I get a reading done or I read a client's chart, who's like, 27 and under, it is such a beautiful chance to teach them about Saturn to make their life just go as smooth as it possibly can. Because if we fight against our karmic lesson, the thing we signed up to learn, it can really make life a struggle and hard and more difficult than it has to be. So those are some examples of things that a birth chart can tell you and help you with. Do you mind if I ask what happened during your Saturn return? Oh, Girl, ask all the questions as if people listen to Lightworkers Lounge, they will know the inner workings of me within three episodes. My Saturn return to the degree of my planet Saturn in my chart. I got a divorce and I literally signed divorce papers the day Saturn went return in my chart. And I received my divorce decree some odd months later, the day it moved out. And so receiving that divorce decree and getting my name back and my identity back was huge. It was huge. And I felt free. Like Saturn lifted those weights off my shoulder. So Saturn return is what exactly for those Saturn return. This is an event that happens between the ages of 28 and 31. We call it an initiation into adulthood. This is usually my opening question during birth chart readings, because this really convinces people, holy crap, this stuff is actually pretty accurate. So your Saturn return is normally a divorce or a marriage. It's not all bad. It can be really great things too. If you've been fulfilling that karma, that's why with my young clients, I'm like, yes, let's ignore everything and talk about this Saturn because during your Saturn return, I really want to see you get a promotion, buy your first house, get married, have your first child, good things. Instead of people who are going against their Saturn, Saturn comes through between 28 and 31 and says, okay, you have not been listening to your heart. You've been focusing heavily on that head. We're going to knock some things off your plate and shake your life up, maybe even turn it completely upside down to get you back on your path that you're supposed to be on. So on the negative, just empowered side, things like divorce, losing custody of a child, losing your job, being in financial ruin, health issues may crop up during this time. Ultimately for your good, you know, that phrase, things happen for us, not to us, but in the midst of it, it can just feel so exhausting. I can. I know during my Saturn return, that was the time I got married. And then yeah. I also had a family member pass away. Right. And getting married time. is beautiful and awesome. But having been married myself too, I know that after the glitz and glamour and the wedding dress is put away, it's like, whoa, I'm a wife. Holy crap. That, that's, 
that's a lifelong commitment that we Sagittarians struggle with. <laughs> and am I still going to have fun? Can I still go on adventures? Wow. It's an adjustment. Yeah. I had to tell my Taurus husband that <laughs> I will be going on adventures and sometimes they might be on my own by yeah. myself. <laughs> I just shared this today on our cosmic coconut astrology account. I said, Sagittarians can actually be the most loyal. If their partners understand, keep them laughing, let them go on adventures, both with you and without you, and they will be wrapped around your finger. Mm. But the moment you try to fence in a Sagittarius, goodbye, they gallop and jump over the fence and they ghost you. See you later. (laughs) You recently had a shift in your own spirituality recently. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what it's been like for you? It's been scary, Carmen. I built up Lightworkers Lounge on spirituality. I mean, twin flames, repeating numbers, tarot cards, which are all things I still love, very much love. But it, it just took off. And I got so excited about that, that I was like, come be on my show. Let me get this person on and that specialist on. And then I quickly realized through getting to know some of the people that I really looked up to in the spiritual realm, they're actually, I mean, I don't want to say rotten people, but they're just, they're struggling just like all of us. And I thought, wait, you guys present yourself as this wonderful person, but this is not the case. And oh my gosh, I'm not saying every single guest I had on my show. So I can see people now like, oh, let me go through. Not at all. I had some phenomenal people on my show who are still my friends, but even people I didn't have on my show, I started to get to know because it was an industry really that I was like, oh my gosh, wait a second. People are getting fame and making a lot of money off of people who are hurt. We all seek spirituality when we're lost and we're confused and we feel low. We want to be validated. We want to felt, be felt seen. We want to, when we're pushed away from our family, we want to know that we're accepted somewhere. And a lot of people saw this opportunity and how easy it is to take advantage of people in that state and said, all right, let's do this. Let me post three times a day about your twin flame and how, oh no, it's not toxic. You're just in the runner chaser phase. <laughs> Buy my reading for $399 for an hour and I'll tell you how to find them. It's like, oh no. So I had this shift in my spirituality because I saw people get too enmeshed with it and really, really ruin relationships, ruin their own lives, and just be unrecognizable in the name of, my name is no longer Stephanie, it's Hiroshima. (laughs) Like, you know, like having an identity crisis. And I thought this is the blind leading the blind. I love spirituality and it's just a part of who I am, but I also want to be real with people and say, hey, you don't have to be vegan to reach this state of consciousness people are teaching you you can still go to the starbucks drive-through and eat meat and not say you're ruining the earth i wanted people to feel seen and welcome and accepted for who they are not preach and teach you need to change you should try this you should practice this meditation and that journal exercise like nah you're perfect right now let's just share stories i think that's really important when talking about spirituality in that it's unique and personal to each individual. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be capitalized on, so to speak, yeah. or 
you don't have to go on all these retreats to mm-hmm. then find yourself or discover yourself or become enlightened. I mean, what is even enlightenment? Do we know? Oh I don't think no. so. We're no. humans. I don't think we know what, you know, full enlightenment is. It doesn't exist. You can reach states of it, right? When someone holds their newborn baby, they are enlightened, like physically dopamine, serotonin, but also spiritually in their heart and the energy surrounding them and their newborn, they are enlightened. When we are cuddling with our dogs or our cats, we are enlightened, that unconditional love they show yes, us. Right? So it's an experience. Yeah. It's, it as is. we're that living. Comes <laughs> That comes and goes. And so many people got burnt out with spirituality because they thought they teach that you need to be enlightened 24 seven. And if you get triggered and like really lash out at someone, forget it. You're just of the devil. <laughs> if you eat meat, oh God, shame on you. You're ruining this planet. <laughs> Come on. So you've shifted in the way you're sharing your own spirituality and having it be a little more sacred. Is that What's happened? Yes, because I still love all the oracle cards, the repeating numbers I still see daily. The, I call them all those things winks from the universe. I still receive them, but I just, I don't want to teach them so much because I think it should be a sacred, intimate practice. If someone reaches out to me privately and has a question, absolutely, let's talk. But until then, feet on the ground, head in the stars. You know, most people get so excited with spirituality and these are really just broken kids inside who feel unseen and unheard. And once they find, whoa, I have thousands of followers and whoa, I've got all these people. Let me just keep going with this without realizing it should be an ebb and flow. There's got to be a balance, yin and yang. You can't be all in and one thing. So what are some of the things you have in your spiritual survival kit? Do you mind sharing? Yeah. Maybe one thing? Animals. My dog is my spiritual survival kit. Honestly, just eye gazing with him. I don't know if anybody else's dog. Do your dogs do that? Just stare at you? They do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a soft stare. You know, there's a difference between a dog that's ready to pounce on you and a dog who's just admiring you. And I've truly, that's why I have that giant canvas print. You've probably seen of me and Jeffrey's eyes next mm-hmm. to each other. And Jeffrey but, uh, is your your fur baby. Yeah. In case they <laughs> I forgot it's a human name people are probably like is that her husband (laughs) we also forgot to mention at the beginning that if you do hear snoring in the background that is Jeffrey he's been doing good Jeffrey you've been doing a really good job he's very quiet today yeah he's my pug that's why we say snoring and Jeffrey's my pug but he is and connecting with my human partner (laughs) JL on a very intimate level is a really spiritual experience for me he is my best friend and just such a cool person in my life. I get truth bumps when I just talk or think about him. Uh, nature, going out for a walk alone, even going to the gym and just falling into a good playlist. That is a spiritual experience for me. You know, I used to try and put myself in that box unintentionally, subconsciously of, I need to go do yoga. If I'm not sitting in <laughs> Shavasana meditating, and hey, again, for people listening, like I'm, this is not a knock on those practices. If people do those, that's awesome because they are very helpful. I just found that for me, I couldn't resonate with it. And it almost felt like cultural appropriation to me. I want to go to India and sit with the actual culture where it was created and learn there, not from 
a Caucasian girl named Ashley downtown Dallas. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I want no, her to be that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet some people listening to this episode right now that yeah. come that's bringing it into their awareness. So yeah. I appreciate know, I, that. Yeah. I love yoga, but the more I travel a lot, I lived in a motor home all of 2021. And so I would go to many different studios all over this country. And I just, I mean, there were probably two, one in New Hampshire, one in Charlotte, North Carolina, that I was like, oh, these women are just phenomenal. It's their energy. They just radiate energy of nurturing. They love what they do. But then there's these other, and I don't know if you've experienced this too, feel free to chime in. <laughs> But where I'm like, oh, I, I literally, Carmen, I took a yoga class in Florida and I just felt, I was like, she's just like reading off of a script and her playlist doesn't hit. So I'm like, well, hey, you know, we're all new. We all have our own style. That's cool. I'm not judging. But then at the end of class, after we meditated and chanted together, I was like, okay, this is a pretty good ending. Nice. Good job. We all opened our eyes and she goes, all right, who wants to go out for drinks? Who's taking me to Chick-fil-A? She said this, and I was like, oh, my God. Get me out of here. (laughs) Get me out of here. And I know, like, again, nobody has to be perfect. I was just saying I love a mix of both, but I was like, whoa. Hey, I'm all for the Chick-fil-A, sis, but, like, there's a time. (laughs) And then a lot of yoga teachers I've heard of, um, I also experienced, can be bullies. And, again, I'm not, like, boxing yoga teachers into a thing. But when you think of them, you think of people who are really enlightened and are very open-minded and sensitive and non-judgmental. But I found the opposite. And I thought, wait, whoa. You know what I'm trying to say? I figured out that yoga is not for me. So that's what I figured out about yoga. How did you figure that out? Do share. I don't know. The type of yoga I like is the total, complete relaxation. Yen yoga. Yeah. I don't really like doing the stretching or, you know, the hot yoga. That's not for me. Not at all. I like the, maybe like the relaxation and the letting go of my mind. Yes, exactly. One time I took a yin yoga class and I was like having a panic attack in the poses. Yeah. I was like, what is this? But I just felt the teacher's energy was just so off. I mean, I wanted, I literally wanted to get up in the middle of class and just like hand her her cash and walk out so off. I don't know what that was, but I was just like, this is not right. Yeah. But I have had, again, I don't want to be pessimistic over here, but there have been some incredible teachers. I think my favorite teacher was a woman who worked at a mental health hospital as a nurse. And then she taught yoga, yin yoga and regular yoga by night. And tell me energy isn't real. Her classes, she was just this short, kind of stout, older woman, did not look like a yogi at all. I think she wore baggy pants, like a ripped up t-shirt, just didn't care. But her energy, her voice, the music, her class would be out the door. People had to fight for a spot. I mean, it was a tiny room that could probably only hold 15 people. And we had like 47 in there just squished it turned into hot yoga because of the amount of breath in there but I thought wow every week and at the time I went to another yoga class at the same studio different teacher six people same class same exercise six people I thought ah so people there is energy there is a vibe yeah so I think the important thing to let our listeners know is that get curious about it get curious about your own spirituality see what's a good fit 
And you're going to find out very quickly what is not a good fit Ooh, as right. you evolve. Yeah. Right. Because the teacher that I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. Some people might love her. Be like, what? And maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's meditation. Or maybe it's, like you said, going out in nature on a walk. Yeah. Those are my spiritual tools. And Sagittarius, just traveling, yes. seeing new places, feeling the energy there. That is a spiritual experience. What's important to know is you create it. You, Boom. You explore your own spirituality. And if you want to share with others, great. If you want to just keep it to yourself, great. Right. Yeah. I, I'm essentially teaching people now you are your own God. You are your mm. creator. You are your spirit guide. That That is you. You have the power to alter your thoughts, which alters your reality. Yes. Simple. Absolutely. So here on the podcast, I'd like to ask um, all my guests, what is one amazing possibility you've discovered in your life so far? And what is one you feel that you have yet to discover? Oh, oh, high mileage question. One possibility that I have discovered is this past year when I did my taxes. So I'm a small LLC. So tax, as you probably know, taxes for that are just, wow, a lot, hours and hours. But at the end of it, when I looked at, well, who am I kidding? JL did my taxes, but I watch him and I try and learn about it. Um, I looked at how much money I made based off of being a one woman show and doing things that I love. I, it's weird because I don't feel like I've worked for five years yet. I've busted my butt, but I love it so much that I can't believe I get paid to do this. And when I looked at how much money I made, I thought this is twice as much as I made when I worked corporate nine to five at a health insurance company. And I, and back then I thought, this is how you make money. You have benefits, you have a 401k, you have a boss that you say yes to and you clock in and you clock out. And that's the only way you can make money. And I was so heavily programmed based off of the family I come from that that is it. That's how you make money. And so looking at my taxes this year was like, what? I did this with no help, no guidance. I do not have a mentor. I really should. I'm not saying this is something people should pursue. You really need a mentor. But that realm of possibility made me think I can do anything anything I want. And so to your next question, what is a possibility I have yet to discover about myself going bigger, making three times as much as what I made this time and hiring a team, convincing myself, Hey, you can have a team to help you. And you can be a great leader for these people. Oh, that gives me just shivers to think of because I'm still working through like, no, I can't, <laughs> I can, I really can. If I just keep my thoughts, I always picture my thoughts in like a bowling alley or a bowling lane. And I put the bumpers up and I say, you are not falling in the gutter. Let's, let's be straight here. And it seems to work sometimes. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. I always like to ask myself, what else is possible? And just Anything. sit in that energy, you know, not necessarily seeking out an answer to the question. Just, yeah. You know, feeling into that energy. Yeah. One of my favorite things is called the three, six, nine journal. I Jeffrey snoring. He's excited now. Hey, Jeffrey. <laughs> people love it. They write in and say, it's like ambiance or people will write in. And it's say, almost like a trademark for your podcast. <laughs> yes. like. People will write in and say, I didn't hear Jeffrey in this episode. Is he okay? I'm like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> so you like it. But um, yeah, there's a 369 manifestation journal and it is so powerful for altering your thoughts and just writing down. It's such a simple practice that we overlook because it's like, yeah, Carol, write down my dreams. But when you look at it on paper and see it, it's like, wait a second. I am Stephanie, a New York Times bestseller. Whoa, look at that. It alters something, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you shared it on your podcast before, but you did share it with me once um, yeah. that you want to create a community, like a phys- to have a physical space for Lightworkers Lounge. Yes. Are you sharing that with anyone just yet? Or can you? Can oh, I share it with everybody else. Describe oh. what that looks like for you. Right. Sometimes I get nervous sharing things in the podcast because as you know, I am such an open book. <laughs> I definitely got to clean my energy every day, but I think it's powerful when you share some things with people, right? Not everything. There are some things that are very good to keep sacred. So no energies are coming in and influencing it, but there's other things that's like, let me speak this out loud because it kind of holds myself accountable to actually making it happen. And Lightworkers Lounge, I mean, listen to the sound. It's a great podcast name, but lounge is a physical place. And in my mind, I've always said, okay, lounge is like where people at a corporate job, they go to the lounge to go to the vending machine, get some coffee and just kind of hang out around the water cooler and talk. How's your day going? How, how are things with your husband? I know you were struggling. How are your kids? Are they still in daycare? Are they in first grade now? Right? You just talk about things and share and connect via that energy with your family, your work family. So that was Lightworkers Lounge. And I thought, how cool would it be to create a building that's kind of like a sensory room, kind of like Meow Wolf in Denver, where you walk in one room and it's like the water sign room where there's just nature sounds and smells and all the senses are activated. And then you go in the fire sign room and take a spin class with hip hop and it's hot and there's red lights (laughs) and people just have a whole cerebral sensory experience and then go to a cafe, get a a bowl, get a birth chart reading from someone. Just a day to chill, right? No one's ever invented that. I'm going to be the first. I'll be your first customer. I was going to say, would you come visit? Does it sound cool to a Sagittarius? Absolutely. Yes. Right. Just a place to go realize that I I would want people to come visit when they were having shitty days, when they were feeling low and stuck and just depressed. I'm going to go to Lightworkers Lounge and just rotate myself through the room. I'm going to cry in that room. I'm going to feel pumped up in the next. And then I'm going to go ground myself in the earthy room and then just realize, whoa, life And everything that I have yet to experience and the people who are going to love me so much, who have yet to come into my life, that is so much bigger than this little problem that's got me down today. All right. I feel recharged and ready to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now that sounds like an amazing possibility. Yeah. Let's (laughs) manifest it. Let's let's just dream it up. We shall. (laughs) All right. I could talk to you for hours and hours. I'm going to leave both fire signs we could chat and chat and chat i do have a few rapid fire questions that i want to ask you ready favorite okay first one favorite book you are currently reading um right at my feet i was just reading it before our call nightingale by Kristen hannah yeah world war ii is so awesome this woman's writing is so poetic and captivating i've never been a history buff ever I I just could not stand that class, but I'm learning so much 
about the Dust Bowl through her other book, Four Winds, and now the Nightingale about World War II, Germany, France. Oh my God, just to die for. Yeah, I've read the Four Winds book. I didn't know I would like historical fiction, but it was good. Yeah, did you like it? I did. I listened to the audio version and it was cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I should do that. Favorite place to go in Colorado besides Pagosa Springs. Oh, (laughs) the gondola and Telluride. I just Mm. love to grab a coffee at the Coffee Cowboy, hop on the gondola and just ride and just look at the views. It's the best. It's just like transporting to the Himalayas. Where's your favorite place? You're the Colorado girl here. (laughs) My favorite place, I would say our family's ranch here in Colorado, Eastern Colorado. And then um, my aunt has a ranch up in the mountains. Do you feel like Colorado is home or do you ever dream of moving somewhere else? No, I feel like Colorado is home. It's like, if I can't see the mountains to the west of me, I get totally disoriented. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool how you literally orient yourself with those mountains. Been there, done that. (laughs) Favorite food you can't get enough of currently? Popcorn. Popcorn's my forever. We make homemade popcorn with a little popper on the stove with coconut oil. And I have these small, it's called Amish popcorn and it's called Ladyfinger. They are just teeny tiny popcorn Mm. seeds and they make the tiniest little popcorn. So we cook that in coconut oil and then I sprinkle nutritional yeast on it. So it has like a cheesy flavor. Mm. I, when JL's gone, I eat that for dinner every single night and it pisses his Virgo self off. (laughs) like is that all you're gonna eat for dinner oh yeah i'm like i'll add some salad or something (laughs) favorite hot beverage not that we're going into the winter months i know coconut milk latte with an extra shot Mm. yeah and last one what's one thing bringing you joy right now i want to say jeffrey again but people are gonna be like god this girl's obsessed with her dog i am jeffrey and i have the same birthday he's my soulmate i dreamt of him <laughs> for years but current thing that's making me happy right now is jo my partner jeffrey my doggie and i's morning routine is we wake up and we make our lattes and then we go for a walk downtown here pagosa springs and just the view of the snow-capped san juan mountains will never get old. I grew up in New Hampshire where it's just cold all the time, similar to Colorado. But when you have these views and the energy of these mountains, they feel like my grandparents, where I just feel always like watched and grounded and nurtured. I don't know. Colorado just feels like home. And I haven't had that feeling in a long time. I love it. I bet you've hiked a lot of the big mountain peaks here in Colorado. Including Pagosa. Tell Pete. us about the the hike you went on with Jeffrey. He's oh my the, god, he's the trail wolf, wolf dog. Yeah, he is. We his nickname is the Primal Pug. The, his diet simply consists of elk and meat organs. That is all he eats. He's never touched kibble, and when people offer him treats, he just turns his nose up. And for a chunky pug, people are like, what? So he's the primal pig. But uh, we do. We hike with him. You can go see videos and photos on my Instagram. He has a backpack, but he'll go. In Moab, he went 11 miles by himself. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, and it was like 90 degrees. It was along the banks of a river, but he did it. He's badass. But we hiked to Pagosa Peak, which is just under 14,000 feet with that little snoring potato. <laughs> and Colorado families, as you know, they are just all so outdoorsy. 
<laughs> and whenever they see Jeffrey, everybody loves a pug. Everybody wants a pug, but they're like, we never got one because we didn't know they could be so outdoorsy. And we're like, well, here's your example. Start him as a puppy. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so you have an offer for the listeners today. Can you share the offer with us? Yes, if I piqued your interest with all that star jargon and the birth chart talk and you are curious like, hey, I want to know my Venus and my Mars and what's my karmic lesson? You guys can purchase a birth chart reading and get 10% off with code LIGHTWORKER. Use code LIGHTWORKER. Come hang out and discover, rediscover yourself. I love it. I've had a couple of readings with you and they are amazing. So yeah. I might be a little bit biased, but I highly recommend getting a birth chart reading with Steph. Thank you, Carmen. Oh, and if we live closer, I would so be like, please, Reiki, help. <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly enough, I do distance Reiki, if you're interested. We could chat later. Where I can was... people find you real quick? Online. They can find me on Instagram at Lightworkers Lounge. And you can also find my personal account at Stephanie underscore powers. And our website is lightworkers lounge.com and if you just google lightworkers lounge we will pop up everywhere we've been recording new episodes every single day lately so if you guys want to join us for some good advice column that's our latest series it's so cool where people write in and say like hey i'm struggling with this issue here's my birth chart what should i do we hash it out and give you good advice based off of your blueprint have you listened to those yet not yet. I have oh to my catch goodness. up. Yeah, I'm behind a little bit. Oh, you're going to love it. And do you have an Instagram for your astrology stuff? Yes, it is at Cosmic Coconut. Awesome. Well, I have enjoyed our conversation so, so much. Is there one last word of wisdom you'd like to share with us? Yes. As you guys traverse through your spiritual journey, stay rooted in you and know that it's okay to say no. It's okay to see someone who you're like, wow, they, they got their shit together. But for some reason, I don't resonate with them and not choose it. Maybe you're listening to me or see me and think, I don't know about that girl. That's okay. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel any type of way. When we are spiritually learning, it's often because we've hit a wall. And we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And we are just with our eyes closed, reaching for things, but still as be as mindful as you can with who feels like a warm cup of tea and who you're just drinking. Cause it's socially conditioned Kool-Aid. Yes. There's your Scorpio. Truth. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Stephanie. This has Thank been you, an amazing conversation and I'm so happy you were able to join us on yeah, the show, incredible. Discovering Amazing Possibilities. And I want to leave you with this last and final thought. What amazing possibilities have you not considered in your life today? If you enjoyed today's episode or were inspired by something you heard, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any episodes. You can also connect with me on my website at IamCarmenShields.com or over on Instagram at AmazingPossibility.